Hey everybody, welcome to an all new episode of The Caption Life, a podcast about how comics and pop culture impact life and society, and vice versa. Coming to you from deep in the heart of Texas, I'm Kevin, and joining me via a really long piece of string and two cans of cream corn is my best friend Sean in Indiana. Hello. You make it sound like corn. I know, yeah. <laughs> like we're just like we're two kids next door, and it's just streamed, strung right. up from between our windows. It's guy love. That's all it is. You know, if we'd have known each other as kids, we definitely would have had a clubhouse. Yeah, we would have. <laughs> and that's a good segue for what we're going to talk about today. Right? <laughs> because today we're going to be discussing our favorite superhero secret hideouts. And we're going to talk a little bit about the ideas of isolation and how characters experience that in the page of comics and how we kind of experience that ourselves, especially having lived through this like, this last year. Uh, if you're discovering this podcast sometime in the future, it's it's April of 2021 when we're recording this and we've just experienced a pandemic that has lasted over a year. Uh, I'm putting that out <laughs> there because I, I feel like, you know, these podcasts may stand the test of time. So. Um, so this is what I thought we would right. do, uh, Sean, I want us to, to talk about our favorite, uh, for our favorite, uh, superhero hideouts. Cause there are, there are several, uh, mm-hmm. there are a lot of famous ones. Uh, but I wanted to kind of talk about that and I wanted to, uh, kind of talk about, you know, why that is, why that like exists in, in so many, in so many stories. So, mm-hmm. um, I know that we discussed, you know, talking about our favorites, and since I'm a gentleman, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, thanks. Does that mean I'm not a gentleman? Uh, no, you just didn't have the opportunity. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think the my favorite one of all time has got to be the Xavier Mansion. Because it's it, for me, it's X-Men is always going to be my favorite comic um, series and, and stories and characters because that's the one I got introduced to by my uncle, right? And... and um, Reading about you know all the all the mutants being there, um, and I I think it's just a really cool place in general, just because it's it's not just a hideout for like the adults who are the um, superhero fighting team, but it's also a school and a um, place of learning and a place for safety for mutants who um, either can't control their powers or they've been mm-hmm. labeled because we know that, you know, if you are familiar with X-Men, X-Men was pretty much a metaphor for racism back in the sixties. And so that's how they're treated um, in the stories and everything. And so this was kind of like a safe haven for them. And so it's, it has a lot of different uh, meanings and purposes for it. Plus it's just, it was just like badass, right? Like it was really huge. It's so cool. Like they this had... is going to be the shortest episode of the caption life yet because <laughs> is that yours? That was mine too. We're just going <laughs> to agree and that's it. We're done. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, cause they had the school, right. And they have the right. danger room. They have Cerebro. Right. I and mean... that's why I loved it is because of the technology. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it just, it has, it has a lot of things going for that. I think is really unparalleled with any other, um, you know, secret hideout headquarters that's out there in the comics, right? Like, I, I can't think of another place that serves like that many purposes and functions as right. like, it's, Xavier it's a Mansion, and it's a training mm-hmm. facility, and it's a it's a secret headquarters, and right. you know, I'm you know, my I've talked about this on the podcast before is that I I loved the the X Men comics from the early '90s, and I also loved the uh, the TV show, 
mm-hmm. the animated TV show and just the it just seemed so cool in the TV show. You know, the oh, yeah. basketball court opens up and the X-Jet um, Blackbird. Yeah, the Blackbird comes out. Like all that stuff just seemed so cool. It had it had the doors like on the on like Starfleet doors that yeah, um, which <laughs> like grocery stores have too. Uh, which side note? Like, do you ever go to the grocery store and pretend that you're Magneto and like hand wave the door open? <laughs> I do that I, all the time. I'm almost. 40 I taught years Riley old. to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you could, or you could be Jedi. It could be the Force or whatever. But in my mind, yep. I was always Magneto because, like, uh, like I said, I've, I think it's fairly well documented on the podcast that I'm not the best person either. I've got a, I've got a, a villain streak in me. So. Right. Um, you know, one of the one of the reasons that I love the X Mansion too, and we're going to get into the psychology of all this hopefully is is that because it was a shared space, like mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like the Batcave, right? Because the Batcave is just where where Bruce Wayne goes uh, to hide out, and he only allows a certain few people in there. We're going to get to some. So I'm going to talk about some of that too. But right. um, I I had a, a, a Mount Rushmore of uh, of uh, secret hideouts. Uh, mm-hmm. Xavier's mansion would have would be my George Washington, okay, like right. the, the number one. Um, of, I'm a big Superman fan, so the mm-hmm. Fortress of Solitude. Um, as an adult, though, um, I don't think I would function well in the Fortress of Solitude because I'd want my wife there, and she she can't handle turning the AC down uh, below <laughs> <laughs> below seventy two. So a secret hideout in in the Arctic is not gonna. Um, it's not going to do well for her. And I, that's, that's what it is. Um, I think the air conditioning is another thing that we have in common. Cause Sarah's the same way. I always <laughs> want it cold. And she's like, why is it freezing in here? Right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, up there on my, uh, up there on my list also was, um, uh, so I got, I got, I fell in love with, um, with Al's barbershop from, uh, the Luke Cage series. I just loved mm-hmm. like the communal place. Like, it, and it was also like Luke Cage's, like where he kind of lived in the back room and his like hangout right. spot. Um, and even for a while on my, the, my office door, I, I printed out a sign that they had on the door uh, that says uh, Muhammad Ali, Nelson Mandela, Richard Roundtree, Michael Jordan, Al Pacino and Pat Riley. Don't pay. Mm. Everybody else does. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh I just the, like the details like that just the it, so I I really love the way that was portrayed in the in the, net, the Netflix series. Right. And I know that that's a that like for the African American community um like the barbershop is a is a is is a is a sanctum sanct what how how does what's Dr. Strange Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah, that's it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's hollow ground. Um so my fourth would have been the sewer layer for the Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Oh my gosh, that was mine too. Yeah, <laughs> and but once again, not because of where it's located or what it is, is but because like when you were a kid and you saw the sewer layer, like that looked like a cool place to hang out. Yeah, that's <laughs> honestly, I, I I was like, there's no way Kevin's going to choose this one. Like those are I my think top this two. Our top two were the same. <laughs> For a lot of the same reasons. This is why we host a podcast together. Right. Um, it's the hot, we're the hive mind. Exactly. Um, yeah. But so like, do you like also like it was the same kind of thing with the, with the X, X mansion is it was, it was multifunctional, but also like in the late eighties, early nineties, like Ninja Turtles television show, the cartoon, they had cool stuff. You remember like they, like mm-hmm. Michelangelo had like a, a, um, 
like a skateboard, a skateboard with rockets on it, w- with rockets, or like they had like the like the fan boat thing on the back. Yes, of it. yeah, and they would just go through the sewers, <laughs> like what you see things. on the Everglades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> they have them down here too, like in in deep East Texas and on the border of Louisiana. There's a lot of swamp. Yeah, and stuff. Um, right. Yeah, so like that was for me. Like I identified with all that stuff. I I, I loved it. Um, I will tell you that as as an adult. Uh, I do have some um, some honorable mentions that I want to throw out there. One of them mm-hmm. is because I spent a fair amount of time, uh, you know, observing this on television as well. But I I think I don't think enough positive things can be said for the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> also, you can see a theme. You can see a theme in this is like right. top of the line technology. Like they, he's always got like that tool that you're going to need, uh, and it's there for you. But uh, I had two others, and this is because they are real places. Okay, so number one, obviously, is the um, the, the Justice League's Hall of Justice, right. which every every into every kind of like uh, version of the Hall of Justice that you've seen in media is based off of a of a real place, and that's the um, mm-hmm. the Union Terminal uh, train station in Cincinnati, which was built in 1933. It's still right. there. It's a very cool looking Art Deco building. Uh, and it looks like the like when you look at it, you're like you're just I guess you're conditioned to think that that's the Hall of Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, the other is the Power Rangers Command Center, right? Like you know from the power from the first Power Rangers television show, it kind of looks like the Power Rangers logo, like it almost looks like a tornado and it's round and it's got the space portal that they come through in the roof. Mm-hmm. That's a real building in the United States of America. That's right. Yeah, that is the um, that is uh, the building at the American Jewish University in Brandeis, California, the Brandeis Barton campus of mm-hmm. American Jewish University. And I just think that that's cool. Like, 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 you know, this is these are one of the ways that like our, our love of pop culture and things like that and, and reality kind of like collide. Right. Like they didn't yeah. have to CGI like the outs, the exterior of a building. That's that's something that already existed. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, well, and, and that's, I mean, that's the whole reason why we have the show, right? Is that, is to talk about how, you know, comics and and our lives pretty much interact with each other, and like a lot of people, a lot of things that you see in comics just get inspired, mm-hmm. you know, with things that you see in, in everyday life and all that. So yeah, yeah, the, it's really cool. The, you got to think about it. Though. The guy that the guy that created the the American Jewish university building. That's the power Rangers command center. Mm-hmm. He did that from his own imagination without knowing the power Rangers and the power Rangers are like, Oh, right. that's so cool. We're going to use that. Right. So yeah. that's a, that's a forward thinking individual. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so well, I mean like in Hogwarts castle being, you know, based on Oxford university okay. and everything. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. definitely. Oh, and there's like the, the, in there's some, I can't remember the name of it, but I know that when I was like trying to plan a trip to Europe, uh, before the pandemic hit, that there there is a castle in um, Germany that's essentially the the, the basis yes. for like Cinderella's castle yep. at Disney mm-hmm. World, and then yep. I was like, oh, they're not gonna they're not gonna let us go to Germany. We we can still go to Disney World, hopefully. Right. Uh, but you so, you see that castle in um, Soren actually? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You do. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Disneyers. <laughs> Hashtag Disneyers. So here's the here's the thing that that I I notice about. Um, comic book superheroes and having secret hideouts mm-hmm. um, is that, you know, the hideout exists, I think, because sometimes you just want to get away. Right. Right. The fortress of solitude, like solitude literally means like on your own, no right. one else. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that it, it, it is a place where, where, where these people, the superheroes go and maybe there's, there's less magnitude of their responsibility as a superhero that they feel when they're at home. Um, mm-hmm. because I can't possibly fathom, we can't fathom what it's like to be Superman and right. to feel responsible to intervene against injustice at every second of the day. Right. And even if you could, you would still want a place to go and get away from it all. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The other thing, and I think one of the things that we pointed out with the, our two picks, um, is that, a lot of a lot of the best superhero hideouts are are the team places. Okay, mm-hmm. superheroes team up because I think they're just like all of us. They're looking for a place to belong. Okay, right. other other mortals can't relate to them, um, and so you find um, you find you find somebody else that has a similar goal, a similar you know they, they've got powers. They feel a similar sense of uh, responsibility. And now you, you've got a place that you can meet. I think that this it's pointed out brilliantly in, um, when, when Ben Affleck's Batman recruits flash in right. the, in the justice league movie. And he's like, <laughs> I'll stop you right there. I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and you, I've, there's no, there's not a lot of love for, um, the DCU for me, but like that, that one is, uh, that, that ma- it makes sense. Okay. Right. Um, the other thing is, is like a lot of times, a lot of times the way that superhero characters are written, like um, emotion and attachment uh, to anybody means mm-hmm. weakness and vulnerability. Right. So like, you know, Spider-Man, Spider-Man lost uh, Gwen Stacy, you know, he, you know try, try, trying to save her and he failed. And, and that, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the Sam Raimi um, Spider-Man movies, Peter's biggest internal conflict the whole time is like, you know, he's in love with Mary Jane, but he doesn't want to put her at risk. And she's a magnet for her. Right. Like bad things happening. And she always seems to get involved anyway. But like, I think that that's part of it. Like, you know, that's, that's always Batman's thing. Batman, you know, like I work alone, but you know, (laughs) but he has like four different Robins. Yeah. Four different Robins. Kids, kids just are naturally flock, flock to him. Um, and we've talked about this when we we talked about um, the the notion of finding family is that you know mm-hmm. he he lost his parents and he becomes a um, a surrogate father to so to so many people right right um, but I think that there's I think that you know these stories wouldn't be popular if they didn't connect with people oh yeah you said at the beginning of the show or a few minutes ago that that the X Men is is um, a metaphor for racism. Right. And uh, I think that there's a lot that happens to superheroes that is a metaphor for, or, or is an extension of what, what we're happening in real life. Right. Um, I know that as a kid, some of my favorite characters were, were the ones were the, were the mutants or the, the superheroes that couldn't hide their difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why, because like I was, I'm a normal kid. I mean, I was a little bit chubby, like once I hit junior high and I wore glasses and whatnot, but I mean, you, you can't throw a rock at a junior high and not hit 10 chubby kids with glasses. Um, <laughs> right. And I work at a junior high. I've never thrown a rock to test that theory. <laughs> um, 
Although now that's all you're thinking about. Right. Like, Ooh, there's one. I bet you I could get that. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, cause those, those kids, those kids are the ones that I, the, that actually come to me be like, like they, like a, I'm a kindred spirit. Like I can't. Right. Like as, as much as I want to test the theory, I can't, I can't betray their, um, <laughs> betray them like that. Right. But so like characters like beast and nightcrawler mm-hmm. and, um, I think the second big, generation was, beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because first because, generation beast, I mean, he, he stood out because he was, you know, super strong and mm-hmm. everything. So, like, he was larger than normal. But, yeah, like, when he got the blue skin and fur and all that. Yeah. Yeah, so blue beast is the is the one that I that I grew up with. And, and that's uh-huh. that's the I think that's the thing that makes, like, when you sense that, that isolation and the loneliness and whatnot, right. I think that that's maybe what draws people to characters – um, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's, it's fairly common for, for superheroes to, to be lonely like that. I think, right. the, I think the biggest one is for me, the biggest example for me is the thing. Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he is, no matter what he does, he's always going to be this big hulking, um, rock formation. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and he struggles it with himself. Like he's, he, he struggles to, to, to find a place to belong, even within the, the superhero family that loves him very much. Right. Um, uh, he, he, I think he only feels worthy or of being loved. Um, when he, when he falls in love with Alicia masters and she's blind. Right. Because she can't, she like, he feels like it's a burden to, to her. Like, like that, you know, if you were, if you could see, you wouldn't, you wouldn't love me. And right. Um, I think that we feel that way. I think as, as people a lot. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think, um, what's really interesting is I didn't really think about this a whole lot until this episode, but, um, you know, with, even though we're talking about these headquarters and secret, um, hideouts of these superheroes and like how cool they are. I mean, there is an element of, sadness to all that right so like with with x-men and having the xavier mansion i mean they need to have that safe space because there are mutants that's being um persecuted uh, yeah persecuted right yeah i mean so they need to have that safe space because that's the reality for them right batman mm-hmm. has the bat cave and it's just like what we talked about it's very lonely because he needs to shut people out and protect his identity because he wants to protect those who are um, closest to him, which is not a whole lot of people, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, anytime you see a Batcave in any of the comics or any of the uh, movies or anything like that, it's this huge space with one person in it. And like that is like the epitome of loneliness for um, representing that for a superhero, right? I mean, and, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like they live in the sewers because, again, people are, react are negatively. Ready. Yeah, right. You know, so even though it's a cool place, I mean, there's an element of sadness to it because, you know, you know that they want to be out and like hanging out with everybody. That's what they want to do. But because of their experience and everything, they know that they can't just go out and do that all the time. And so even though they have a safe home and they love their home, there is that element of sadness that's tied into it. And and Fortress of Solitude, I mean, anything, basically. The first the first live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie really, really hits on like, because they're young, they're teenagers and they right. want to, ex- to experience life outside the sewer. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the first time they go visit April's apartment and whatnot, they're like, it's strange new world, right. To them. 
but they but they love it. They just want to be a bit. They just want to be able to go and and be and exist in the world like that. Right. Um, that's the that's the opposite. That's a really it's like the opposite of um, most of these stories. Like the Ninja Turtles are uh, are the exception, I think, because because like you said, they 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 live in the sewer because the rest of the world isn't ready to accept them for who they are. And the same same to the mutants, they isolate themselves mm-hmm. because because it's for their for their own safety, and that's jacked up. But it's right. it. it, it we we de facto we de facto segregate ourselves all the time because we want to be close to the people that we um that we identify with especially like when you go back 175 100 200 years like during mm-hmm. the like the peak like european immigration to this this country um you know we even in even in the state of texas we have communities with strong ties to um european culture because right that this is where groups of immigrants came to. And, and when you are new to a place, you want to be able to um, speak the same language as, as your neighbor. Like um, right. uh, for example, here in Texas, there is a, there's a, a town that was started hundreds of years ago as a, um, as a Spanish mission called San Patricio, Texas, mm-hmm. but San Patricio in English is St. Patrick. So the biggest concentration of Irish immigrants in the 1800s, settled in San Patricio. And then, gotcha. and so like, you know, um, you know, there, there are places all over. I don't where, wherever giants right. came from, where did they settle your family? At? <laughs> Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> hey, we grew on, we grew on big in Tennessee. Right. Um, yeah. but yeah, like that's the anomaly. The Ninja Turtles are the anomaly. The rest of the superheroes would like are, are literally trying to get, uh, like trying to find a place to get away from everybody. Right. And it, that's that's one of the things that I've been thinking about. Okay, so like this last year, we've been we've been socially distant, whether or not we whether or not you wanted to or not. Like it was just best practice was to keep your distance. Okay, right. We're not yep. we're not congregating in public. Um, we we talk to our best friends via Zoom, uh, whether or not that they're you know six states away or they're mm-hmm. six minutes away. Right. Um. But it's 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 made me contemplate like like the the effects that that has had like how how have we thrived in this um, the sense of uh, of loneliness or having taken that because like, some of us are introverts we don't really want to go out and and do right. and do stuff <laughs> but like because it's been forced on us has it made us has it given us more of a desire to have like meaningful human contact right yeah well and and that's. Um, I think you hit down the head pretty well because I know for me, like when we started working from home, I was like, you know, I love this because you're like, you know, I, I, I like talking to people, but I also like to like control the environment in which <laughs> people interact with me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's mostly because I work in an open office environment. And so it's like anyone can come up and, and walk up and talk to you at any time. Right. And, and, and usually like- I'm a, and you're like, I don't want to hear about your corgi, Deborah. And <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, a, you know, I, I, I welcome anyone like coming up and talk to me and everything. But it's just, I, it's because I'm an introvert. Like when you look at, you know, like the difference between introvert and extrovert, I think a lot of people get surprised that I say I'm an introvert because I like love talking to people. Like I really do. But at the same time, I love not talking to people, and I get my energy from not interacting with people because when I do interact with people. 
by the end of the day, like I am just wiped out and exhausted from mm-hmm. talking and everything, you know? And so for me, it's like, I get a lot more energy now because I can kind of control the circumstances of like how I interact with people and be able to thrive and be more energetic. And I, I get a lot more done too, you know, but on the same side of that same coin or on the other side of the, the same coin there, it also killed me that I couldn't go out to the places I usually go with my family mm-hmm. and get away from the house, right? And so kind of going back to this whole idea of having this, you know, secret hideout for superheroes and stuff like that. It's like being inside the house for a year and having like limited opportunities to go out and interact with this the outside environment and everything. It's just like we needed to, you know, get out of this space, right. you know, as much as I love working from home. It's one thing to work from home, but be able to go to places around you, you know, safely and and at your leisure. And it's another one where you have to stay at home for work, but also like, you know, almost 24-7 because you're trying to social distance, you Mm -hmm. know. And I think that kind of helps put the magnifying glass on the loneliness that can really help. Because even though we're connected with technology, you know, I think thankfully, you know, this helped with having, you know, Zoom and, and all the technology you can to stay connected at, you know, humans thrive on interaction, whether you're introvert or extrovert. And like, you do need mm-hmm. to interact with people in a physical capacity on some level. Right. I mean, and, right. and just, I think this is the reason why the justice league has the watchtower and the teen Titans have right. the, the, the giant T which makes no sense. <laughs> like here, Hey, here we are, everybody. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like we, we've mentioned this before when we, when we did an interview with David Peppos, a few few weeks ago and i don't know if it made it into the podcast but it was in our conversation afterwards that that Mm. women go to therapy and and men start podcasts um (laughs) because like okay like we i just i mentioned it earlier he superheroes are drawn to teams justice league the the x-men the avengers because they they want to interact with people that they i identify with uh, people that they can relate to Right. And I think that it's been therapeutic for as for people like you and I, me and you, like we, we've got a friendship that's really grown out of this because we we realize we have so much in, in common. Um, and it 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 helps to talk to somebody that understands like what you're going through. Right. And and I, I can only imagine what some people were going through. Like even just let's say like by mid July last year, three months into it, when we, when it was like really really locked down, mm-hmm. um, and like you're at home, um, your kids are getting on your nerves, like right? You've literally heard every story your wife has to tell, <laughs> and and it's it's um, it it can be like the fortress of solitude can become your what used to be your place of refuge is now become your prison. Right. And I mean, like to put it in like superhero terms, like imagine you were on the teen Titans and you're sitting at home. And if you like have to, if you have to like watch beast boy turn into a dog and like groom (laughs) himself again, like like you're going to like kick a, kick a window open and escape. You're going to want to. Right. So like there is like, it's just a weird dichotomy, like of the two sides of this. Like it's a, it's like a, it's a, it can be a great place for you to, to be able to get away from it all. But at the same time, it can become a prison of your own making. Right. Right. Uh, I will say that since, since we've inched back towards normalcy, Mm -hmm. that Saturdays have become 
like one of my like favorite days. It's like our recharge day. Uh, Kathy and I, my wife and I were joking earlier today when we were, we, we spent, we, okay. Saturday, we spend a lot of time either on the couch or in our bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, just like next to each other. And sometimes we spend like an hour at a time or two hours at a time, just like watching TikToks and like laughing and, <laughs> and bonding and whatnot. It's very important for us to, to do that. But at right. some point earlier today, we realized that it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and I had 600 steps and she had 400 steps. Like we just hadn't <laughs> done anything. Right. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's, um, I feel like, oh man, this, but it's so important for us. Like that's our self care. Right. Oh yeah. Um, Definitely. But but at least she's there with me. You know what I mean? Like it's right. important. Like she, it's not, I'm not lonely. I'm not by myself. And right. I think that, I think marital relationships or any like strong, like uh romantic relationship or even a friend, friendship relationship, sibling relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the people that you let into your fortress. Okay? Right. You're, right. we hide like, and speaking of metaphors, we, we hide in our fortresses because we, because, like if we truly get to know somebody, if we truly love somebody, it means mm-hmm. exposing every part of ourselves like to them. Right. Like the weird shit that that only a wife or best friend is going to be able to like love about you. And right. so the forces of solitude exist because we have to protect ourselves from our own vulnerability. And that's our biggest our biggest enemy is our own vulnerability. And the, mm-hmm. the forces of solitude is where we feel the safest. Right. So I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, just, I don't know where to go with this from here, but like, I know I, I feel like we kind of gone down a hole of like talking about really sad and depressing. That's why I wanted to try to spice it up with the stuff at the beginning about our favorite superhero things like right. that. But I want like, may, there's some, somebody out there that maybe needs to hear this. Like, Hey, you know what? I'm going through that same stuff right now. Right. And, uh, and I think that's 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 part of it. You have to you have to expose your vulnerability just so sometimes like I, I, I wrote about this last week, like like I in in my like personal journal and I kind of shared it on um, Facebook that like I'm exhausted like this right. year. This year has been the longest decade of my life. Yeah. And like but I'm going to I'm going to keep pushing myself. I'm going to keep trying. And if mm-hmm. you need to talk to somebody, please reach out and talk to somebody like you know, light up that bat signal or the or the beacon of Gondor. I, if you need somebody, I'm here for you. And like I, I put myself out there because I wanted other people to know, like, like if you're if you're stuck in the suck, right? Then then we're we're there together. And I I said this in in what I wrote is that like when you hit rock bottom, it's maybe not so bad if you know somebody at the party, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I don't think that any of us truly. Like, I mean, there's some terrible, miserable things going on in the world right now. And mm-hmm. I really feel for people who are experiencing that. But like, I feel like, like, as long as you, as long as you've got a reason to like get up and put your clothes on and, and step out of the fortress of solitude every day, that there's at least some hope. Right. So that's why I wanted to talk about this. And I'm glad that I have this podcast and a best friend like you to talk <laughs> about these important things. Same here. So, hey, Sean was right. We went down. A, we went down a dark hole there, <laughs> and it's okay if you stuck with us through the whole episode. We appreciate it. We love you. We want we you did. to know that you're appreciated. And we're gonna think of. We're gonna like. We're gonna put this out there on Twitter. We're gonna come up with a poll. What should we call our own 
our own virtual fortress of solitude where we meet to to um, to have these conversations. Right. Like the Zoom room is a little bit too on the nose, but <laughs> but that's that's, the, that's these virtual spaces, right? Definitely in the in the running. Okay. Right. So yeah. hey. <laughs> Okay, that wraps up another episode of The Caption Life. We hope you enjoyed listening. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button on whatever major podcast platform you listen to. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Caption Life. If you like what we're doing, give us a shout out and tag us in your posts. For more information about us and all of our previous episodes, please visit thecaptionlife.com. Until next time, to the Caption Castle!